0: Hello everybody, welcome to the podcast, this is Secret Stories from the Underground. Today I got my buddy, stand-up comedian Dan Young, Uh, we're going to be doing an interview talking about his life in stand-up comedy, Um, but always, the show is brought to you by Nothing Productive Entertainment, my friends over there, and also my friends at Anchor FM. Real quick, before we uh, get the podcast started, let's hear uh, that Anchor FM advertisement. We'll be right back.
1: Yo, yo, is this working?
0: <laughs> hey, how's it going, buddy?
1: Fucking a, man, dude! It was doing the same thing as yesterday. I was freaking out there for a second, but uh, I'm, I'm I don't here.
0: think I don't think it's just you because uh, I've I've noticed that a few other people have complained about this issue. So I do apologize for it being a pain, dude.
1: Good man, it just took me a couple tries to figure the shit out, but you can hear me and
0: though, right? I Yeah, I did forget to tell you, this is my bad, that if your screen goes black while we are talking, it does shut off the audio, so just a heads up. uh, So, how you been, buddy?
1: You know, just doing my thing, living how you been during this whole bullshit.
0: I'm ready to get back out, man. I'm feeling frisky, but... uh, Yeah,
1: I'm fucking itching, dude. It's getting bad at this point, but... Yeah, dude, I think I saw you one of the last shows I even got to do was when we were at, me and you, we were in Missouri Valley, Iowa.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, uh, that was at the top of my list of things to talk about, actually, because, oh, yeah. That dude. was like one of the, the last shows that, well, one of the few last shows that I did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, um, it, it's been crazy, dude. It I never would have thought that there would be like a whole year, year and four months, or whatever it's done nowadays. <laughs> Like I
1: wouldn't be doing this shit, you know? Yeah, right. And, and what, dude? I swear to God, this is fucked up. But like at the time, I was like, man, I just need a break. Just please, God, make something happen to where I have to take a break from comedy. And then like, I, I think I, I wielded, just, just wielded into existence.
0: Just I, I just I prayed like, to God until. I, uh- I shut off uh, music in February. My, my band took a break in February because we needed a break, you know, and then turn around March and the whole world shuts down. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, fuck. And then right after that, I was like, damn, dude, I want to get back. But it's, my dumb ass was like, oh, it only last a couple months. I really thought that at first. And then I realized I was an idiot and it was going to last for like fucking two years.
0: it's insane man i yeah i feel like as people we should have been able to get ahead of this a little bit better but at the same time we're idiots you know so
1: well i just had a fucking a status like from last year show up and it was like oh you know if they shut everything down everybody won't give a fuck everybody will still be hanging out and giving each other the virus and all this because i was just joking around and then it ended up well yeah that's pretty much what happened like yeah, what about I mean, uh, Zoom comedy, man? You've been trying to do any of that bullshit? I'm not I mean, good that enough. I mean, that's well. The I don't want to call it bullshit. I call it bullshit because I don't enjoy it. But I was just some people love it. You know what I mean? I don't mean to hate on it. I should take that back. But like, I don't enjoy it just because, like, you know, it's just weird. It's like talking to fucking the wall or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't feel like I'm talented enough to do that, man. Like, I, I feel like that is for the fucking pros like without a crowd i just don't feel it man you know i gotta have that crowd i gotta hear the laughs
1: oh dude don't get it twisted i saw plenty of people doing it that were definitely not pros like (laughs) 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 so but no i mean i yeah a lot of you know i got friends that love zoom comedy i'm not I guess, you know, I, there are some benefits though. I think, I think I've heard like some people talk about this, like people that were actually, you know, working, uh, right before the shutdown, you know, like headlining everywhere, but they're talking about like when you have to do pitch meetings and shit, a lot of times you have to do it to like two or three people in a room and that's it. And they'll want you to perform, you know? So it's like, it kind of gets you set up to where you can do your shit without giving a fuck. If, anyone's even paying attention basically you know <laughs> so i guess there's that benefit of it but other than that i don't know if there's all that much benefit other than like just repeating your, your i mean i guess you know i don't know
0: i did one zoom show with my band and i gotta say that's probably a little bit better than trying to do stand-up because um oh yeah you know i at least, you know, it's not just you up there failing if you're shit in the bed or comedy, if you're not being funny, you know, it's it's all on you.
1: Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I know people, well, that's comedy is like fucking super personal. That's the other thing. Like people be like, oh, you know, it's don't take it personal. It's like, well, how you're the only person up there and you're doing jokes that you wrote. And you're, you know what I mean? Like it's a pretty personal thing. So.
0: Yeah, it's not like you can shit the bed on stage and just walk out and feel good about yourself. You know, I mean, there's a there's a bad feeling that comes along with that.
1: Fucking. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Usually, if like fucking, you know, have a bad set, I'll just fucking go crazy until I can get back up on stage again. Like it usually yeah, gets you. Yeah, it'll get you back on stage pretty quick. Like, fuck, I need to get that bad taste out of my mouth. Fuck that.
0: I I definitely agree with that, man. So, how long have you actually been in comedy, brother?
1: Uh, well, yeah, stand up I started 2013, but uh 2005 funny story I fucking went down to Duffy's, right? That's the uh longest running open mic like in the fucking Midwest, right? It's here in Lincoln, Nebraska. But um you ever done Duffy's?
0: I have once.
1: Once. Yeah, and you know, at the time it was kind of like the only big open mic. I think even out of Omaha, I mean, they had Barley Street was just start like I just started, I think, right then when I started. But um, uh, pretty much it was the best open mic around. You know, like like I said, longest running one like out of like the fucking Midwest. It's since the '80s they've been doing that open mic. But um, I went down there in 2005, dude, and I was signed up and I was waiting to go up. And there was people like doing like Larry, the cable guy jokes. And people were like throwing lemons at him and like just heckling. And it, it was like fucking a nightmare, bro. I was just like, you couldn't pay me to get up there. And I just, I left, <laughs> I ended up bitching out and not doing it. And I regretted it. Right. So I just regretted the shit out of it. And then I just, you know, lived my life and a bunch of bad shit had happened to the point where I was just like, you know, fuck man, the shit I've been through. I, I, like going up and having lemons thrown at me is not really all that bad. So let me try this shit out. So I ended up going back and signing up. Uh, I went like three times before I finally went up, but what got me to go up on stage was, is I signed up for the funny bone clash of the comics without ever getting on stage. So I knew right then when I was signed up and had to perform, I was like, well, now I have to do it. You know what I mean?
0: So, uh, did you, you hit, uh, hit, just so I understand correctly, did you go and do mics before you signed up for that? Or you just put no, your name in the hat?
1: Yeah, no, I put my name on the, sh- so I had already, I got, what they do is you email them. And then, you know, they pick seven or eight comics out of the email list. And then you get on the, have you, you, have, have you done the Clash before? You know what it is?
0: No, I know what it is. I've never actually put my name in for it.
1: Right, right. You put your name in and then when you do it, you perform and then whoever wins gets to host at the Funny Bone in Omaha. Right. And I was like, well, I put my name in and then they emailed me back and said I was on the show. Well, I hadn't even performed yet. And I was like, okay, now I have to do it. Like, you know, cause I was like, kind of, like I said, I went three times and I wanted to go up, but I was kind of bitching out and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do something to where now I have to, you know? So I did comedy probably four or five times before that. Cause I could only do it like once or t- once, maybe twice a week at the time. So I had like four weeks to prepare. I think maybe I did it five, six times before that night. You know what I mean? And it went really good, good enough to where like, it kept me going for like a couple years. Cause you know how shit is, dude. You can hear people talking shit or something and be like, Oh, he ain't funny. I don't, it's usually, com, it's okay. It's always comics. It's yeah, like never, it's always comic. It's never like anyone in the crowd or something. It's always comics being haters. Well, that's the other thing. I don't want to be super negative anyway. I try, you know, we talk about like the good parts of it, but, but, you know, people being haters or whatever, definitely not a positive thing, but right. And so, and like, you know, when you have a really good set, you can be like, you know, it'll keep you going. Cause you'll be like, no, I can do this. You know what I mean?
0: So where did, where did, how did that clash go, man? I got to say that takes fucking balls to just throw your name in on the biggest comedy club here where, where we are, you know, yeah. I mean, just throw your name out there. That's fucking okay. balls. Dude. <laughs> all
1: right. All right. I'd be 100% honest about it. So it was doing, it was, I was doing very well. I was doing really good for what it was. Right. And I was, at the time I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this is going great. This is going so good. And then, uh, this guy yells out at me, like, you know, starts heckling me. And I had only done comedy man six times. I had no, I hadn't even, no one had even like said anything to me at that point. So I had no idea what it was the very first time I was ever heckled. And it was at the clash of the comics. So I just, I froze. It threw me out. I couldn't remember my last minute. So it was about four minutes in and I was doing really well and I could not remember my last minute and I ended up just getting flustered and like, just was like,
0: ah, th-
1: that's me. I'm Dan Young. Thank you. And like ran off, you know? And so I was like, I was like trying to do I was so bummed out outside about it. You know, I was like, man, that fucking was horrible. Oh my God. You know? Cause like you say, when some, you just kind of like beat yourself up over it or whatever. And I'm in, I'm out on the balcony at the funny bone and I'm like, all right, should I jump? I should jump right. Fuck this. I'm jumping. <laughs> not jumping. Re- not really, but you know what I mean? That's how you feel. And like fucking uh, Nick Allen, which is like, you know, he's one of the funniest comics in like Nebraska, you know what I mean? And he was at the show, he was just watching and he saw me go out and he followed me out and he's like, Hey man, like I, you know, that's my first time seeing you. You were really, you know, that was really good or whatever, you know, I'm like I was like, Oh man, thank you. I, I fucked up at the end. I was really, beat myself up about it. Was, oh, no, dude, don't worry about That, that was really good, you know. And, but I like, you know, I had like a colorblind joke that I started with or whatever. And what's funny is that that's like one of the first jokes I wrote or whatever, you know, but it still does all right. So like once a year, twice a year, I'll do it still.
0: Do you Just remember who actually around. won that clash?
1: The very first one. Oh, fuck, man. Um, see, I d- I've done one like once a year since I've been doing it. So I've done like six, seven because i didn't do one last year because of fucking everything so i've done like six um who won the first one you know what i honestly i cannot remember man
0: (laughs) i I was just wondering if it was somebody that's actually still around because it's funny when i do these interviews it seems like the dude who most of the time like wins this they're never around anymore they're they're people that are just like go on gave up on shit you know yeah. It seems like the people who didn't win it are still in the game, which I like that.
1: You know, so I- Well, if you're interested in doing it, just know, like it's not necessarily about who does the best set. It's about who gives them what they want the most. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're looking for a very specific thing. So like, you know, like I've gone in there and like, it's like a clean show and I've just done, I was like, just done purely clean comedy. You know what I mean? And I've almost won, you know, cause they'll tell you your score at the end. If you ask them, you know, I've almost won it a couple times. I actually, at the time they said I had the closest second place win ever, which, uh, I would rather have been last place at that point. You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, thanks to know I lost by one point or whatever. You know what I mean? It really <laughs> sucked. I don't even think I slept that night. Cause it fucked with me so bad, you know, cause I was that close, but, um, You know, like you can have a really great set, but like if you kind of have something, you know, like they're like, well, he's a little too close to being dirty or, you know, or well, that guy is, you know, because in all honesty, the way a comedy show works is they don't want somebody like they kind of want someone that's, you know, good because they don't want you to be bad at all but they don't want you to be like all that amazing to be honest because like what are they going to do if like the mc goes up there and does like crazy five ten minutes and then the middle act has to follow it or whatever you know they want like a you know the show to to be good and then they want it to get better and then to be amazing towards the end you know for the headliner so yeah kind of just They're kind of just looking for, like, you know, oh, okay, can this person do clean? Can they do, like, middle-of-the-road type comedy? Because that's what they're looking for. You know, they want that to fill that spot, you know what I mean? so
0: Yeah, you can't take it from the headliner, you know?
1: Yeah, and, like, you know, fuck, there's some really, really funny comics that I've known that have won that. But then there's been comics that I was like, oh, they were, like, the third or fourth funniest on that show, and they won, you know? So... It's not always that. Sometimes it's the greatest, you know, the person that does the best does win, but sometimes the third or fourth person that does the best wins because they gave them what they wanted. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. definitely, man. So you're out of you're out of Lincoln. Is that where you grew up, buddy?
1: Yeah, I lived here pretty much most of my life. I moved out when I was seventeen. I moved to Kearney, Nebraska for a couple of years with my girlfriend. And then I moved to Denver for a little while and then um I had a brother that passed away in a car wreck and shit so I was like man I'm kind of missing missing home missing my family and shit so I ended up coming back to Lincoln so that was like 2005. Did you like that?
0: Did you like living out in Denver?
1: Yeah well uh, 2004 is when I was out there and like back then it wasn't what it is now if you know what I mean it's not like <laughs> They didn't have dispensaries and shit. And it's like, a lot more you know, fun now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, trust me, people had the greenage all around back then. But funny story at the time, fucking actually, never mind. I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Realizing yeah, anything we're you being don't recorded right now. Here,
0: I, I don't edit this, so anything you don't want to say on here, don't say it, man. Just, just press out.
1: Statues of limitations have probably ran out at that point, but fuck it, I'm not going to tell that story.
0: No, no. Normally, after I shoot a podcast, I always have to go back and look at the crime and how Mm. long you know it is, and see whether or not I can actually put it out. (laughs) Well,
1: that's badass, man. Like, how long you been doing this?
0: Honestly, I've been doing. uh, I had another podcast that I did for about a year. I started this one up uh, in January.
1: Oh, and uh, right, I was right. doing
0: a podcast just basically by myself, and then I kind of wanted to do like an interview thing because, you know, with the pandemic coming and, you know, just not having communication with people, I thought it would be right, cool, dude. to, you know, be able to interview comedians that I've worked with or musicians. And so far, man, I've had people from out of country. Uh, it's been great. You know, it's it's really been a lot of fun and it's, uh, it's picking up. So I really enjoy it. But I've been doing this for about two years now altogether.
1: Oh, right on. Yeah.
0: You should definitely have a podcast, man. I think you would be a great podcast. Yeah.
1: You know, I had one and we had a lot of fun, but like, you know, like, uh, dude, we were pretty fresh. I was like probably two years, three years into comedy when I started one. And like, it just, you know, drama with the comedy scene, I wasn't able to really deal with it that well back then to where now I pretty very little phases me at this point, you know what I mean? So like, when you look back on it, like if, you know, I probably should have kept that going and it probably would have been something by now, but yeah, you know, I tried a couple of different times. I had a, you know, I had a couple of different podcasts going and I ended up just being like, you know what, I'm going to take some time off. And later on, I'll come back to that, you know? So you're right. This is the kind of the best time to start making some moves that way. But.
0: <laughs> any of the podcasts that you did are, uh, can you find them anywhere still online or,
1: uh, you could probably find, Well, see. I took down a lot of that shit because, you know, like when you're learning how to podcast, that's not necessarily something you want up there forever. Like we put it up and it was funny here and there, but like a lot of it sucked. So it's yeah. like, you know, like, but you learn as you do it. Like, you know, like you get, you kind of learn how to like mold a show where like, you know, you kind of like develop a chemistry with the, the, the show itself where it's like, okay, whatever we're joking about, try to keep those jokes going, you know? So that way the people listening feel like they're part of your inside joke. You know what I mean? It's like, don't try too hard though. Cause then it gets like kind of annoying when you're trying way too hard, but you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, so. We're, when you were a kid, like growing up, Did you ever think that you'd be a comedian or were you ever like the funny kid in high school?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I, yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, I was like 17. I got signed to a fucking talent agency here in Lincoln. It was downtown. And, uh, the way it happened was, is I was an extra in a movie called about Schmidt, you know, that movie. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. That's that's
1: cool. You know that movie? You know yeah, dude, is? I've
0: seen it. Yeah,
1: right, right. And in the story, the guy drives from Colorado. He drives back to Omaha, and his daughter's like, "Oh, you're here to my wedding." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm here." And she's like, "Well, you weren't invited. Leave." You know. And he's like, "Oh." And it stars Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah, and fucking. Uh, I was in high school, I was 17 and shit, but they were looking for college kids to make for extras for some college scenes. And what's hilarious about this is, is man, I filmed 14 hours of scenes for this movie and there's about one and a half, two seconds in the movie. So it's just, it's funny to me. Like all types of crazy scenes we filmed for this. None of them. I don't even think any of them made the deleted scenes on the DVD, which is because like the amount of money they spent on this shit, I was just blown away, but that's movies. I guess they, they spend a lot of fucking money doing that shit.
0: Yeah, man. I, but I, I've always wanted to get into acting, man, but it's just, I've never done acting. Like i did you do drama or anything in high school?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did all that shit. And then, um, so I was, I was into it, you know? And then like, uh, when I was collecting my money through the Hollywood agency, there was talent scouts and the dude came up and asked me and I went and I signed like a two year contract, but I was trying to do acting, but they had me doing like fucking male modeling shit where I had to go like wear suits and like, Fucking stand on a thing and walk around. It wasn't really what I wanted it to be at the time. And then, like, I got annoyed with it. I'm um, I, I mean, looking back on it, like, they almost sent me to Chicago and shit. And I probably should have just stuck with that. <laughs> looking back on my life, that was kind of a being like when I'm 17, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really into this. But meanwhile, now I'm old and fat. And I'm like, yeah, you probably should have stuck with that, you know? <laughs>
0: That one but, chance that you had to be a male model and you passed it up, man. <laughs>
1: well, the, dude, just you saying that made me want to throw up. Like, yeah, you get what I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah. I'm with I you. Guess I guess
1: that's just not me. I guess you get what I mean. Like, ugh.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. That that for sure is not my crowd either. I, you know, I, I could never fucking do that. But, There's not a whole so lot I'm, of magazines that are trying to pay a fat model either, so I'm kind of out. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, I mean, at seventeen, I was fucking a lot better looking than I am now. I'm all <laughs> fat, old, and hairy, and gray-haired and shit. But, but no, yeah, uh, so- funny. During when we were when we were making that movie, man, right? Uh, Jack Nicholson was the star, and I had to sign a contract saying I would not look Jack Nicholson in the eye, right, and that I wouldn't talk to him. You know, cause I was around him, but I had to sign a contract and shit. And I was doing the movie with two of my friends, my best friend, Chuck, and my other friend, uh, Curtis at the time, we we're all three in high school, but we are extras in this movie. And during the break, man, we're sitting there in between takes and my buddy Chuck is standing in the sidewalk and I see Jack Nicholson walking towards us and I'll do like a double take. And we lock eyes. And right then I'm like, Oh fuck. I just broke. The- <laughs> I'm not supposed to look him in the eye. Oh shit. You know? And I don't look away though. And he looks me in the eye and he just keeps, we just look at each other. And as he gets closer, all of a sudden he sh- like shoulder checks and shoves my friend, Charlie, that was standing in the fucking sidewalk, like to the ground. Right. Jesus. Jack Nicholson. Right. Fucking the Joker. <laughs> I, right. You just know, shoulder, shoulder, shoulder checks the shit out of my friend and he stumbles and falls to the ground and he stands up and he has no idea that Jack Nicholson just fucking pushed him. You know what I mean? And he's saying fuck you motherfucker. He starts yelling at him, you know? So now I looked him in the eye, he's talking to him. So we both broke the contract, but
0: that, Was he, like, really that big of a dick? Like, did you ever see him? Uh, Like, I mean, obviously pushing your friend isn't a cool move, but is he, like, really that big of a power trip? Like.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, let's look, you know, we're older now. Like, hey, imagine some 17-year-old kid standing in your sidewalk and you're fucking Jack Nicholson. Like, you know what I mean? Like.
0: Oh, that would drive me crazy. Yeah, you're right, dude. You're right
1: you're like, I'm fucking the star of this movie and this 17-year-old kid's in my way. Like, fuck this kid. You know, that's probably in all honesty. But yeah, I thought that was, that was probably the highlight of that whole day of me being an extra for a movie.
0: It's definitely a cool story, man. I mean, you definitely walked away with a cool fucking story to tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we kept filming and shit. And my friend was all, what's hilarious is my friend was like the, a huge Fan like <laughs> uh, he ended up leaving, just being like, "Man, fuck Jack Nicholson."
0: It does. So, you suck when say, you When you meet somebody, they say don't that you meet look your up heroes. To, yeah, dude. Yeah. When you meet somebody that you look up to, most of the time it, it's gonna suck. Um,
1: and then they're a dick.
0: I gotta say, the only person that I've ever really looked up to that was extremely nice to me was Jonathan Davis from Corn. Like probably the only dude i've ever met that actually lived up to just being a really good guy when you meet him you know and uh yeah most of the comedians that i've met dude kind of suck you know fucking yeah like i met i met paulie Shore. nothing against paulie but not the nicest dude you know
1: (laughs) dude that guy yeah i mean it's paulie Shore. that was the weasel like that dude (laughs)
0: that's what yeah. sucks about it man is you want to like wheeze the juice <laughs> with him and he ain't about it right,
1: right. he just walks
0: out
1: and he's like "Uh, oh, yeah. yeah no bro <laughs> yeah no he ain't feeling it, man. yeah he's like oh yeah no 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 yeah i think like i met i've met some really fucking cool comics to be honest like i'm trying to think if i've had even a bad story meeting like a I guess a really cool show, I got to hang out with Ralphie May for like two and a half hours. Okay,
0: dude, let's go into this, because I'm a huge Ralphie May fan. What was that like?
1: Oh, yeah. He was cool as fuck. So, like, what happened was, is, fucking, I got an email saying, like, hey, uh, Ralphie May is in town, and he said, any comic that wants to come see him, just give him your name at the door, and Ralphie said, you can come in for free. So I was like, fucking A, right? I'm going to see that shit. Well, <clears throat> I have family uh, all down in down south and shit, Tennessee, Arkansas and stuff. Well, Ralphie Mays from Arkansas. My grandpa lives in Arkansas. So um, I had an Arkansas shirt. You know, I go down there all the time. And actually where my grandpa lives is like 20 minutes from Ralphie Mays old house. You know what I mean? Where he grew up. And so he knew the highway that I... You know, I knew he was telling me, "Oh, that highway your grandpa lives on is a highway I traveled every night." You know what I mean to go back and forth, and sh-. so that was cool. But um, what happened was, is uh, my buddy, uh, you know, Kent, right? Kent uh, Macowski, Maslowski, yeah, oh yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> whatever, yeah, however you say yeah, yeah, mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the Kent Polish, whatever, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, I was telling him, I was like, "Yeah, man, you know." Just wait, we'll go, we'll hang out at the back of the line for the, cause everybody was, you know, going trying to get pictures and buying merch and shit. And I was like, let's hang out, let everybody go through that line. And then we'll tell him, Hey man, we're comics. We thanks for letting us come, you know, or whatever. But he sees me and I'm wearing an Arkansas shirt and a Razorback shirt. And like, he just was like, what? Oh shit. And I realized like, you know, I did it because I'm like, well, this will make him, you know, realize like, you know, there's a tie here somehow or whatever, you know, I'm like hoping maybe it'll get him to say something or whatever, you know, cause it was, he's real busy signing autographs or whatever and like taking pictures. And he's like, Oh shit, a razorback shirt. That's cool as shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, Hey, wait, you know, and then he said something to me and I was like, Oh, you know, because dude, this is the other thing that dude did two hours of crowd work. That's awesome. And it might've been two and a half it might've been two and a half hours of crowd work that night That's in one night, time. dude.
0: That's a long set. Yeah,
1: two and a half. Yeah. But of crowd work, yeah. <laughs> like, like if you do comedy, like that's insane. Like to just, you know, essentially improv two and a half hours. But I, I could tell that some of it was written. He just was really good at like squeezing it in here and there, you know, but he did a lot of crowd work in that two and a half. Like most of it was crowd work. And at the end, I was like, hey, man, you know, it's really cool seeing someone do that much crowd work, you know, as a comedian that's, you know, starting out and stuff. You know, I was probably like three and a half years in at the time, maybe four or something. This is right before, like, dude, this is like the year before he died or something. I ended oh, up God. seeing him again at the... Yeah, I ended up talking to him on Twitter and seeing him at the Rococo like a year later, right before he died. But, um, uh, So... He's like, oh, you're a comic, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, comics hang out. Just go over there, and I see his two middle acts, which are these twins called the Smash Brothers. You know who they are? No, I don't actually. You should check these dudes out. They're I'll really like if you like if you like really dirty, offensive shit. They're they're twins. They're uh, like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think i would say they're probably east coast i'm just guessing though i can't remember where they're from but i knew them from the andrew dice clay special from showtime i saw it or whatever and they were on that and so i was like oh hey you're chad and Corey, right the smash brothers and they're like yeah and i was like i saw your set on that showtime special and they're like you are literally the first person that has told us they've seen that (laughs) and i was like really And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, because it had just came out or whatever. And they're like, they're like, yeah, we, we were just kind of bummed because no one had even mentioned it, you know, like, that's really cool. And I was like, yeah, dude, it was great. You know, and I was talking to them about their bits or whatever. And they obviously were digging that because they're like, oh, this dude knows our shit, you know? So I was hanging out with them. And then Ralphie, dude. So fucking at the end, Ralphie buys me beer, you know, he gives me some party goods, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and fucking, yeah. we're just hanging out talking to him And He goes, "Ask me whatever. I'm an open book. You can ask me any question about comedy." And I got to talk to Ralphie May for about an hour and a half, just me and him, about comedy. Like, you know what I mean?
0: So, what I got did to you ask, ask him, whatever
1: him? Whatever I wanted.
0: Like, what was something you asked? Well,
1: him? well I was just like, you know, like, I, in all honesty, he was just like, you know, what's going, you know? And I was telling him, well, you know, I'm having problems. You know, with the comedy scene, you know, like comedies, you know, he's like, yeah, comics are fucking dicks. You know, it's not really about them. It's about the audience. Don't really worry about, you know, and then he's telling me, you know, do your own thing. Get your own show going. Then you ain't got to worry about nobody else being, you know, if someone's being a hater, then you ain't, you know, prove them wrong. Do your own show. You know, And he, some of the shit, literally, he told me not to tell people. But, you know, have you
0: ever seen his uh, comedy advice video? Ralphie Mays comedy advice. I'm not sure, honestly, if I have. I'll make a note. It's like, it's like, search it here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like two hours long, dude. And like, as a comic, that's something you need to listen to because like he touches about, you know, he touches on like everything about the business, you know, and like, he just kind of like told me a lot of the stuff from that, you know, and then he was kind of like, you know, don't let fucking people. Treat you like a punk, you know, like stand up for yourself, you know, like he was just cool as shit, you know. And then fucking we went outside and we were by his tour bus, and on his tour bus in big letters it said Chibachu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
1: And I, and I go, Bro, you got Chibachu written on your fucking bus? And he goes, Yeah, they sponsored my tour. And I was like, you're sponsored by weed, man. Like you've, you're a stand-up comic who makes millions of dollars a year and you're sponsored by weed. Like you, you've made it. it.
0: That is definitely when you know that you are successful, when you can roll down uh, the highway and achieve a two bus, you know?
1: Right. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, it's
0: a felony, but okay. <laughs> yeah. No shit, man. I would have loved to see been driving down the highway here in Nebraska with that. Like. <laughs>
1: oh yeah he totally did and he had a fucking denali a brand new denali that was pulled by his bus so he could drive that shit around too that's cool yeah what a life man. yeah it was fun.
0: Yeah.
1: right yeah and he just was giving me free shit it was crazy dude he's a cool ass dude that's
0: he's awesome, super man. nice super yeah. not with us anymore you know he's such a funny dude
1: yeah yeah man that does i mean it fucking sucks you know because like uh, you know, I could hit him up on Twitter and that dude would answer and shit, which was cool as fuck. Cause like I watched fucking the last comic standing and shit when I was young, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, fucking Ralphie may, was, I mean, yeah, he's not everybody's cup of tea. Cause he's, you know, he's kind of dirty or whatever, you know, like some people do not don't really dig that kind of shit, but you know, I always thought he was funny as fuck. So
0: I love it. He's cool. Dude. I, I, uh, I recently kind of became friendly with Bob Saget, which is fucking cool, in my opinion.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, right. I'm, yeah. I'm dude. a, I'm a Bob... Huge Bob Saget
0: fan, man. So. Uh, of
1: course, dude. Fucking Bob Saget. That's... I got to be
0: on his podcast, actually. That was cool.
1: Yeah. Have you seen uh, The Aristocrats? Like the old movie? It's, no. It's, so it's a comedy documentary called The Aristocrats. And it's about the dirtiest, most offensive stand-up joke, or, like, inside comic joke. And it's a joke that comics used to tell each other. And it's, like, gone through, like, decades and decades. And supposedly, Bob Saget tells his version of the joke in the documentary. And it's the dirtiest joke that's ever been spoken out loud. Like, you got to le- uh,
0: yeah, Like, I'll legit. Making a note of that. Yeah. Every- <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, look that one up for sure. You could probably even YouTube, you know, just Bob Saget Aristocrats, and I bet you it shows up because, I mean, I haven't seen that shit since I saw the movie in like the early two thousands or whenever it came out, you know, like two thousand five. I don't even know when that came out, but it was before I did comedy. I know that.
0: Yeah, I was a I was a huge Full House fan, so you know that was the <laughs> first conversation that I had with Bob Saget. It,
1: you know, I, anybody that's <laughs> listening to this, just for reference, uh, Danny looks like someone who would never like fucking Full House.
0: Oh, like I was a-, a Danny Tanner fan, man.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying you do not look like a Danny Tanner fan. You look I like you were the man. kind of guy.
0: For sure. That probably throws a lot of people off. But I was a huge, right? huge fan. man. I, I got to admit, it, you know.
1: Right, yeah. I no, had Saunders die
0: back in the early '80s or late '80s, early '90s. You
1: know? Oh yeah, dude, What was that, TGIF, bro.
0: Oh, dude, they the best shows back in the day. <laughs> Who didn't love that? Fuck
1: yeah!
0: Did I do that? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I miss For the sure. fresh prints, you know. Like some of them old sitcoms, dude. Like even though they're cheesy when you go back and watch them now, they're still like classics in your heart. You know
1: yeah yeah for sure some of that shit holds up still it's pretty fun you know like roseanne i hate to say it but like i was watching like my girlfriend was watching it and i came in the room and like i was watching and i was like damn it was kind of the the original show that was kind of realistic so to speak you know like they're like dealing with real life problems in that show
0: yeah dude it it was like my family. you know there's definitely something (laughs) to relate to you know
1: yeah yeah But it was funny, you know, for the time or whatever. It's really, and honestly it's kind of like a pretty progressive show for back then, like, you know.
0: Oh yeah, they hit on, you know, gay issues and, you know, women's rights and, you know, like everything. Oh, hell yeah. You know, it's a melting pot. Right, there's like,
1: there's the episode where fucking DJ doesn't want to kiss the girl in the play because she's black and he's white or whatever. And she's like, you're gonna kiss him! Kiss her! and then And then fucking... Whenever later she gets busted for like saying some racist shit on Twitter or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's that's like one thing, man. Like, uh, I just don't know. <laughs> I, I'm still a Roseanne fan. I'm not gonna, you know, beat her up over something that she's apologized for a shit ton of times. But
1: right, I mean, it I mean was, she's oh, it was
0: dumb. But, yeah, you know,
1: obviously, uh, yeah, she was a. She's been out of her mind for a minute, you know, like people were like, I'm like, dude, this is she ran for president and shit. And like, I don't know. She's I definitely was a big fan back in the day, you know, for sure.
0: Yeah. My second favorite thing that she ever did was Tom Arnold. So.
1: (laughs) Oh, Tom Arnold.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, that guy sucked. I mean, the best thing he ever did was true lies.
0: You don't like Tom Arnold?
1: I mean not really. I always thought he was weird, you know. He
0: definitely is weird. Yeah, he, I I'll give you that. He's got a weird side to
1: him. Well, he was also like God, I can't even I was gonna tell you, he's in some some weird ass movie back in the day where I'm my own grandpa. Do you know this reference? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's something else for you to Google. <laughs> something else to YouTube. Tom You're, Arnold, I'm my own
0: grandpa. You had me up all it was time. just it was horrible.
1: <laughs> Uh, it was horrible. Anyways, we can move on from Tom Arnold.
0: No. Yeah, fuck, fuck Tom Arnold. <laughs> no, nah, uh, nah, he, he's, he's all right. Uh, I think he was good on that show. I think he put put some good parts into it. Oh,
1: yeah. No, the, he played like Artie or some shit, right? Yeah. yeah he, the, oh, for sure. I mean, I'm not... I just mean like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't like Goodman, it, it as, like, a movie, a movie star. Oh, yeah, dude, that dude was
0: great. What a stud for sure. being a chubby dude. I gotta say, fucking home runs all You the seen time. him now? Yeah, he, he he looks a little weird now, man. I don't mean to make fun of him because I'm sure he's healthy. He's skinny as fuck. But something's weird there. I mean, it just looks weird to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's old. His skin is all stretched out, and he, it looks like an old hound sitting on the fucking front porch.
0: Remember that movie, King Ralph? Did you ever see that?
1: King Ralph? Oh yeah. Yeah,
0: fucking. I I'm love it, man. I'm that shit all over. You.
1: I remember. I mean, I haven't seen it since I was probably ten, but yeah, I remember that movie for sure.
0: So, like, growing up, man, what was your biggest uh, like stand-up influences? Oh, huh. Like, what was your favorite yeah, stand no, special or, you know, whatever growing
1: up? Yeah. Uh, dude, I loved, fucking loved comedy when I was little. I mean, I never really thought it was really an option for me, to be honest, you know. But, like, I eventually just was like, you know what? Fuck it. But um, I remember when I was, like, eight or something, I used to sneak out. Because back then on HBO, I think it was Friday's. Like every Friday, they would have com- stand-up comedy on HBO um, back in the late 80s, early 90s and shit. And I would sneak out of my room and I would crawl along the side of the couch and get to the edge. Like, So the, the, the adults would be all in there laughing and shit. And I'd hear them, you know, in my bedroom. I'd be like, man, what are they? I want to go, you know, I, I, I don't want to go to bed. I want to go watch what they're watching, you know. So I'd sneak out and I'd crawl to the edge of the couch where I could sit you know, like on the other side of the arm of the couch and I would sit there and they would never notice that I was there. So I'd have to like watch. And if something was funny, I'd have to like try as hard as I could not to laugh. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: And I remember I ended up getting, I remember I ended up getting caught laughing at Andrew Dice Clay when I was like eight or nine, my stepdad caught me, but it was, you know, the hickory dickory (laughs) doc or, you know, this bitch was sucking my cock or what? And I'm like way young. And I'm like, Oh my God. Cause those are like little kid nursery rhymes and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he caught me laughing. You know, he heard me or something and he's like, what? <laughs> and he caught me and he's like, what? You should not be watching this, but I'm going to let you sit down. Your mom's not here right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my stepdad let me, he let me sit down at like nine years old or eight, something like the eight or nine and watch fucking Andrew Dice Clay when I totally shouldn't have been watching that shit, man. Yeah. You know, but that was like a big moment where I was like it, you know, like, and looking back on it, you know, it's like, of course I liked that at that time. It was fucking Andrew Dice Clay doing dirty nursery rhymes or whatever. But uh, I fucking loved probably one of my favorite comics of all time is uh, Rodney Dangerfield, man. I loved Rodney Dangerfield when I was little.
0: Uh, definitely a legend, dude. I got to go visit his grave in California, and that was really cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: Fuck yeah, dude. I fucking loved that, dude. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just the way, you know, that guy, like, if you watched his comedy, he'd do like 30 jokes in like two minutes or something. You know what I mean? It was just ungodly.
0: The king of a one liner, dude. Like, he,
1: for sure. Just a few
0: words and best, he had a whole joke, man. You know, I just you know, I, I love the married yeah. the married jokes, you know, the jokes about his wife, the, you know, shit like that. Uh some yeah. some of that probably yeah. doesn't fly nowadays, you know, because everybody's getting canceled, but um oh, I, I love that old school man. comedy, yeah, man. I really do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean that he was I really loved him and like and then cliche, I loved fucking Pryor, and I loved Carlin when I was young. I mean, that's weird to say, to say I loved those guys when I was younger, because they're not really, like, young people's you know, co- that's not really, like, young people's comedy, like, little kid comedy, or even teenage comedy, really. Like, that's, like, grown-ass adult comedy, but I still loved it for some reason.
0: Yeah, I, I fell in love and, with Pryor, actually, through, like, the movie and the of- his career like the toy and stuff like that and that's kind of what got me to look oh yeah at yeah you know and great great fucking stand-ups dude uh what is it the, the live on yeah. sunset strip one yeah, that's fucking hilarious right. i had
1: that yeah we had that on like recorded on a vhs cassette when i was a kid so that's why yeah i'd watch that shit all the time <laughs> but and um i had a bunch of i don't know if you remember this but uh George Carlin actually had a sitcom for, like, one or two seasons. And I think I had a full season, like, recorded, and I fucking used to watch the shit out of that. But that was, like, in, like, the early 90s, man.
0: I do not but remember He actually that. had his own
1: sitcom. You're, yeah. you're like yeah. a fucking... George Carlin.
0: You're, you're, you're teaching me here, man. I, I got so much shit to look up now after this is done. You know, like, things I... Must Dude, have missed I, I, would, on. I, I missed out on all this.
1: I was... Right. I was and still am a big ass comedy nerd. I just love it. And like, I've been getting more into the writing part of it because like for a long time, dude, I was just cared about like performing. And you know what I mean? I had like, I had like 20 minutes of material that I could, you know, I could switch around to rotate my jokes around and formulate a five minute set, you know, and constantly week and change those jokes or you know and then perfect them and then sharpen them and you know i think you saw me do one of my last 20 minute sets i got to do which i did the like the 20 minute set that night in iowa or whatever which is fun because then i get to like you know i like i the way my i wouldn't say they're all one-liners i do do some stories i do you know different things you know when it comes to my comedy or whatever but like i'm able to be okay i'm gonna do this chunk is about family and this chunk's about like jobs and working and like this chunk is about you know so it's always fun to do like 20 minutes so you can kind of like do all that you know and like put it together
0: yeah i wish that i could get better at doing the one-liner writing you know because i fall more into the story end of things uh i'm like I'm jealous of guys that can sit well, down and write like that, man. Cause I really wish that I had that ability. I just can't find yeah. it. You know, I, I, I can tell a funny story, but I can't really get like a, a good structured joke written yet. You know, just.
1: Right. I am. I'm part of this group online. I haven't been doing it as much lately. Uh, Cause I haven't had as much time to, but there it's a, it's a write writing group on uh, Facebook right and they'll give you it's the largest online writing uh, joke writing competition in the world they do it every day and I uh, I won it like three four times now but you they give you one word and you have to write a one liner in ten minutes and submit it and then they vote and then at the like there's usually like a hundred comics usually at a time that do it and then you, you get you know one prompt word you know so like it'll just be like a random word you know what i mean it'll be like uh i'm trying to think as one of the words let me see here i got a sheet right here that has like one of the words that was on there secret right so the word was secret so like you have to come up with a joke either about a secret using the word secret or what does secret make you think of like a secret password so then you could do a joke about a password or you know what i mean but like it has to be within that word and then you submit the joke and then everybody, but like, that is a writing exercise where like you do it every day and eventually you will be able to j- just write one liners like nonstop.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah I, that, that's something I probably should try. Actually. That seems like a good idea. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I've never actually thought about just trying to write something around one word, you know, instead of, like having a million ideas yeah, in mean, my brain, it's... you know, you know what I mean? When you're trying to sit down and write, you got just a million things going on in your head and sometimes it gets jumbled. Fuck you know? yeah.
1: Well, yeah, like that's the problem with creating. Okay. So like, if, if you're like a comic where you're like, okay, I'm only going to write down when things come to me, like, you know, when, when things come to me, I'm going to write them down. And then, you know, and then that's just how I create my comedy which is fine. Well, tons of comics do that, which is what I did. But like it, you know, when something just pops in my head, I'd write it down or, you know what I mean? But then you, you realize like, oh, if you take the time each day, you can make yourself create, like, you know what I mean? It's just writer's block is a motherfucker. You know what I mean? When it comes to comedy. So it's like a great writing exercise. You just write every day. And eventually you're like, oh, I can just, dude, I, talk to comics on there dude they write like a hundred jokes a day like i used to like i used to think i was the man if i wrote like three jokes in one day i'd be like no one's wrote this much ever (laughs) you know and then like i talk i talk to comics and they're like yeah i wrote a hundred jokes today i'm like what
0: that is nuts that's
1: a hundred jokes like but yeah dude it's it's totally doable once you start realizing it you know like I was getting to like writing ten jokes in like an hour, and then I'm like, well, you know, I I take breaks though. That's the other thing. I really think you need to take breaks here and there mentally, anyways. But
0: so when you, know, you take a break, how long do you normally break for?
1: As long as feels you know, I feel like it when it you know, like it'll come. Like I'll usually get a really hard drive where like I wake up early and have a note and a notebook and a pad or a fucking pad of paper and a pen and pencil and fucking all types of shit. I'll have my laptop open. I'll be sitting there writing, you know, I've also been working on scripts and shit since, uh, since, you know, the fall of stand up comedy, so to speak. Well,
0: I, but, I, I know it sounds uh, funny, but are you writing a comedy? I'm actually working on one too, man. So I think it's, it's been fun.
1: Yeah. Um, I have a couple, that I'm working on, but yeah, I do the one that I'm. Both of them, I have more than one that I'm working on, to be honest. But the two the main two that I'm focusing on right now, both are comic comedies. Yeah,
0: nice. Well, I hope they get yeah. made, man. That'd be awesome. So, I'd love to see uh, something that you made like that. I'd be, I'm sure, fucking uh,
1: My thought is, is I'm, I'm just gonna keep writing them, and then you know, eventually, maybe one will be good enough to be made. You know, just keep. Same thing with standard, man. Just jokes, keep writing them, keep going, you know.
0: Yeah. So, uh, hang on. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Do do you remember what club you actually did your first open mic at? Uh, Other than Duffy's? Was – is that the one that you said you did first?
1: Yeah, I did Duffy's first, and then I did – the second one was called the cast cast or the cask. It was the cask. And, uh, it was a, uh, it was just a little bar down in the Haymarket in Lincoln. And it was a nightmare, dude. I just, I remember I <laughs> went up there and I was trying to do my jokes and there was these two uh, women sitting at my feet, just you know I could have straight up kicked them in the face they were so close right and fucking they're talking so fucking loud right and they're just talking and talking and talking and I'm trying to practice my shit for the uh, funny bone for the clash of the comics and uh, they're just talking or whatever and I'm like ma'am can you like quiet down I'm. she's like uh... basically she said something like no you know what i mean like no and she just kept talking and i was just like uh, and i kept, went back into my jokes and i was like starting with the punchline you know so i guess technically i guess that probably is the first heckler when the lady told me no maybe that might be my first heckler ever that's funny it, though uh, i gotta
0: give her a little bit of credit that's funny you know like just no <laughs> i'm good no, i'm gonna keep you busy talking. talking over you you know
1: yeah, she totally just like flipped her hair and looked back at her friend and kept talking to him. And like I wasn't ready to say it. I didn't know what to do. I just went I just tried to go right back into a joke and had no idea what I was doing. But yeah. So
0: how long did it take you to actually like come out to Omaha and, you know, get out of town get out of Lincoln, you know?
1: Uh, right, yeah. I mean, I just started going up to open mics in Omaha pretty much right away after that.
0: Right on, man. I miss Barley Street, dude. That's where I got my start at. And
1: Yeah, I loved Barley Street. I love the... I love that place.
0: Yeah, I wish that they would bring comedy back there. Hopefully they can figure out something, but
1: yeah i mean hey let's hope fucking everything gets back to normal i mean i know comics that have told me they think comedy's dead like literally it's not coming back like it, I heard and, that, you know so. what
0: i'll say to them is go ahead and sit the fuck down if you believe that because we'll be back better than ever eventually you know and uh if you believe that it's yeah. dead go ahead and sit down and retire you know yeah. I, I don't believe that i think uh people like you and me who take a lot of pride in what we do we'll we'll be the first ones back when it's safe so you know
1: yeah i mean i the only times i really came back was is where there was duffy's was doing theirs outside you know what i mean and like they had a social distance mic you know where all the tables were far away from each other there could only be so many people at each table and shit. And I did that for like a month or so, you know, and that was fun. I mean, I was liking it again. I was like, Oh, you know, there's some nights we had like amazing fucking open mics there, you know? And I was like, dude, it's back, it's back, you know? And then weather got bad and they moved inside and everybody did, you know, I kind of quit going cause I wasn't really trying to be around people. So, but I hope they come back, man. That, like I said, that's, that, they take pride in that. That's like the largest running open mic or whatever around. So yeah. hopefully they're going to keep going. Duffy's
0: is a great venue, man. They really are. You know, I've only done comedy there once. My band has actually played there twice. So, you know, <laughs> total of three times I have been there and performed there. But right. it's a great venue, man. I like the setup there. It's, uh, you know, a cool room. It really is. Um... So, uh before we get off here, man, because you've been doing this a little bit longer than me, and you know, there's drama in, in comedy for sure. What is your
1: yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: What is your uh, I guess, opinion on how to handle drama for people that are just kind of getting into this and you know what what's the best way to deal with the fucking haters?
1: Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, man, don't first off, read the fucking crowd. Like if you're doing well, you'll know it. You know what I mean? Like that was always my problem was, is a lot of the people that had problems with me or that would shit on me or talk shit about me or whatever. They never, they had no personal reason to, to dislike me. You get what I'm saying? I never did nothing to these people. I never said nothing to these people. It's usually a personal problem that they have or something, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I always looked at it like, stay focused on you. Like, I mean, it's hard to, it's easy to say it's kind of hard to do at the time, but like, in all honesty, man, you just kind of have to have, so you have to have enough of the fuck it for comedy, but you don't want to have to, cause there are comics who have too much fuck it and it can hurt you. You get what I'm saying? Right. Where you're like, Oh fuck it. I'll shit. I'll shit on whoever I'll drop. Whatever I'll drop, whatever name I want. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I'll shit on whoever. And like, you know, that's not necessarily good either. You know, like, which I think those people do care. I think the people that say they don't, and then they do that. I think it's, they do that because they want to prove that they don't care so much because they do. You get what I'm right. saying? Cause like, if you really didn't care, you wouldn't say you wouldn't worry, you know, like I've had my problems here and there with comics, very few. There's only one or two comics that I'd say that had a problem with me that, you know, and they never really did shit, you know, there's one that would say things to my face and I would just bite my tongue because the old me would have fucking slapped him up. You know what I mean? But I was always telling myself, you know, just let it go, man. Like, you know, this is a personal problem that they have with you. You don't have a problem with them. They have a problem with you. So, yeah, you know, and I would just say, keep, you know, blinders on man, like a racehorse. Just do you keep your keep focused on what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. Like people are fucking douchebags. People suck really, to be honest. Well, you know, like, yeah. I like to say half, I like to say half of people suck, but I think that's kind of, uh, maybe 75% of people are good and only 25% of people suck. You know, let's, let's hope it's that.
0: I, I agree with that. I think it's just the people that suck are a little bit louder than the whole group of people that are good. Yeah. Well, you-
1: well yeah man i mean like and like think about it okay say you're watching some youtube videos and you come across one that you really hate and what you're almost more likely to say something you know what i'm oh, saying yeah. but like com comedy is comedy is fucked up because it's like you know i have friends that you know when I told them I did, I was going to do comedy, they didn't tell me that I shouldn't or that I wasn't funny or anything, but they were kind of jealous acting towards me about it. And like, I never really understood that because I used to, you know, I used to fuck around with music. I had a music recording studio and I would make music and shit and record it for people and we would perform and, you know, but, and I was always found my friends were pretty, like supportive but then when it came to my comedy people were not supportive really you know what I mean and I just felt really I always wondered about that and then I kind of think this like what I've learned is, is I think people can accept that they can't play the guitar people can accept that they can't paint a painting but everyone thinks they're funny
0: you get oh, what dude, I'm that is a great analogy actually that that is fucking perfect yeah, I, I, I yeah, 100% yeah. agree I mean, with that, dude. Um,
1: so, like, you know, everybody's gonna try to, uh, you know, and it's it just don't let people fuck with you, you know? I mean, it's it's as simple as that. It sounds simple, but it really is that simple. It's just like... Yeah, I... I used to care. I used to care. Like a
0: comic. What you said too about the having too much fuck it in your system, you know, because honestly I've had my beats with people. There's only two comedians and, you know, in this whole scene that I'll sit back and talk shit on openly because they've never done me right. You know what I mean? But
1: yeah,
0: you know, there's a small percentage that maybe I've had one bad instance with, you know, I'm never going to go bad mouth that person, you know, but The two dudes that have done nothing but fuck me over, I'm going to say fuck you every time I get a chance to, you
1: know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. And like, I kind of am learning to stand up for myself too a little more. You know, I used to just kind of let everything roll off my back, so to speak. And I don't necessarily think that's all that great either. Don't just let everything go, you know? pick, pick your battles, stand up for yourself when you need to fucking, but don't let a lot of shit get to you. Like I, I could have a comic look me in my face and be like, you're not funny. And like back, you know, three years ago, that would have probably bothered the fuck out of me. And today I'd be like, (laughs) you know, like, cool dude. I've done really good. All, you know, I've performed in multiple States. That's the other thing is, you know, I get all this hate locally and I'd go do shows in Arkansas or in Missouri or in Colorado or in Kentucky. And I would get mad love. And I just felt like this is, you know, you can't, I can't, I'm not going to go home now and then have you tell me I suck. Right. Dude, and
0: I'm glad you brought that up, dude, because it is, it's funny because I've experienced the same thing. I go out of town, everything's great. You, you stay here locally and they just beat you up. You know, it's weird.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's crabs in a bucket, so to speak. It's people trying to, you know, compare themselves when comedy's fucking subjective. You know, like I've had comics tell me how they think I'm not good, but I've had people tell me how they think that that comic sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you, trust me, dude. It could be someone that thinks they're the funniest comic in fucking the state that thinks they're the best and that everyone loves them. And I've heard someone tell me that they think they suck. <laughs> Like you know what I'm saying, yeah. So they'll be like, "Oh, they're hack," or they, "Oh, they're doing that joke again." They can't do good if they don't do that joke, or you know. And is it is it's just comics, man. You know, you learn to kind of that's what they do. You know, I think once comics kind of get past ten years of doing it, because I'm seven years in, and I I've kind of gotten to that part, but I feel like you know here and there. But I, it's like, I think once you get past 10 years, I don't think comics give a fuck. You know, I don't think people really fuck with each other as much anymore after that. But like, I think it's more of the open mic scene when you're trying, cause you know, there's a hundred thousand open mic comics and then there's, you know, 50,000 or, you know, 10,000 middle acts. And then there's, you know, maybe a thousand, two thousand headliners or something. So it's like, of course the open mic comics are going to be dicks to each other. And then, you know, it, 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 I don't know, man. It's all, it's all superficial. It's all like, you know, Oh, I open for this person. Yeah. Well, you know, that doesn't make you, you know, you learn like that doesn't necessarily mean that that person's even yeah. good or, you know what I mean? Like, so you learn things like that and you learn to let shit go. You learn to fucking stand up for yourself when you need to. I'd say fucking, You know, Ralphie May told me, dude, if fucking need be, smack the shit out of somebody. That's
0: (laughs) what he told me. It definitely makes you look hard at the end of the day. If worse comes to worse, you'll still look hard, you know?
1: Yeah, and I've heard that. I've heard him telling me that before. I've been like, should I smack the shit out of this? No. But no, honestly, I have thought, (laughs)
0: look...
1: Let's be honest. Like you said, there are comics that have been fucking just cunts, dude, just dicks, just fucking garbage people, you know, for no reasons. You know, it's. And most likely it's jealousy of some kind or something, you know, if there's no reason, if there's no. If they have no valid reason, you know. Yeah. Who even cares about someone else, you know, is comedy if. I mean i don't i don't let it i in. think like
0: the hate that comes along with the, with the open bike scene i think that's like just trying to get somebody out like okay if you're if you don't have thick enough skin to deal with this shit talking then you'll be out of here real quick you know
1: yeah oh yeah dude you're you're right man a lot of it's hazing a lot of it is that a lot of it is like let's just make this dude uncomfortable and hopefully he'll quit coming <laughs> And it's because, you know, whether it's because they think, you know, they're they think that that comic's funny and they don't want them around or if they think that that comic, that's the other thing you can kind of take solace in that is is—is like usually people don't fuck with someone that's really, really bad. So if comics are fucking with you, it's you know, what I mean, if someone's like horrible, no one's really going out of their way to fuck with that guy. You know what I mean? Unless that guy's going out of his way to fuck with other people. The,
0: the worst thing I've ever seen, or not like the worst thing, but one of the funniest things I've ever seen at an open mic is one of my comedian friends. I won't drop his name, but I watched him charge a guy to get into Barley Street to do an open. Mic. Charged him five bucks at the door to get into fucking do a Barley's open mic.
1: Uh, oh, he yeah, charged yeah, it was a, a dude that was coming around
0: and uh you know he uh, he wanted to come in and he's like no dude there's a cover charge tonight and uh the dude's like oh really he's like yeah it's 5 bucks to get in fucking uh ah fuck it it, it was Rome daily that 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 did it so you know Rome's a big dude Rome's a big <laughs> dude he's intimidating you know so uh, uh, you know it was funny cuz but it was like one of the moments uh, where you're like oh funny. dude you're going way in above the to fuck with this guy you know fucking
1: yeah, that, that does sound like some shit wrong would do, though, yeah. Yeah, well, dude, hey, I used to run an open mic for, like, fucking three months or some shit, and it was a fucking nightmare or whatever. But, like, I'd have comics come up to me, and they'd be like, dude, don't let this comic on. Don't let that comic on. And I was like, you know what? Those comics, you're right, they do suck, and they do kind of scare people away. But I wouldn't want anyone to tell me I couldn't go up because yeah. they thought I sucked. So I can't really do that to someone else. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I try to use fucking good judgment when it comes to shit like that. Like, you know, treat people the way that fucking you'd want them to do to you. You know, like you wouldn't want to show up at an open mic and then be like, you know what? Take rocks. Yeah. pay five
0: bucks at the door. (laughs) So, uh, right. Dude, that's
1: hilarious. So I'm gonna say something to Rome when I when
0: when that, the vaccine comes out, man. Are you getting it or you you leery about it? Eh,
1: my girlfriend, she's a she's a nurse and shit. She's got it, so I'll probably she's got both shots already. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I will, man. I yeah, think I will a,
0: I'll grow a third yeah. arm if that means I can get back on a stage. Fuck it, you yeah. know
1: yeah i mean i i don't know we haven't really touched on it but i had a bunch of health problems a couple of years ago and i almost died like three times and shit so like i'm got some medical things here and there that i should probably get it you know yeah. if i'm being honest
0: yeah man it's one of the things like you know yeah,
1: that's like, I, i've I...
0: known people that have gotten it and it hasn't been a big deal and then we know people that have died from it, so it's like you know, it's a, it's like a gamble. What side are you going to fall in? Yeah, yeah, you
1: know? yeah. I kind of, I kind of think if if you have any underlining issues or anything like that, you should probably get it or whatever. You know, I would say. But you know, hey, they also say herd immunity fifty percent. So like everyone doesn't have to get it you know what i mean by the time every you know 50% of the population has either received the vaccine or the virus hopefully the bullshit about that herd immunity shit will kick in and start to go away you know that's hope for that's kind of i try to stay positive like i'll have friends over and they'll be like oh you hear there's three new strands yeah. it's going to last another 10 years you know, and I'm just like, dude, dude, I don't want to hear that. Shit. Why don't you
0: take your rain cloud to somebody else's living you room? If we're gonna talk like that, you know. Fucking over here, we try to be positive. Damn it.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I don't know why, why you're coming over yeah. here with that bullshit, Debbie down Downer. Take you know, your Karen
0: like, ass to the supermarket. Well, you got a complaint to make.
1: <laughs> For sure. Right. Yell at yeah. some people for barbecuing or some shit.
0: Take out your frustration on the blacks.
1: Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey. Yeah, man. We'll have to fucking get together and do some comedy wise here too, for sure. Like, you know, get to Lincoln, come to Duffy's. Or yeah, dude. When let me know what's going on. I, I still host down there. At least I did until it shut yeah, down. Yeah, definitely hit last me back time, up
0: so. when uh, when they reopen all that, dude. And uh, that gets going, and you're. Doing that again, hit me up. I'll definitely come down there. And uh, yeah, hell. hopefully, uh, hopefully, like we said, we're at the end of this, and we'll be back before we know it. But all we can do is stay positive, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like we see a little bit of a light. I'm starting to feel better tunnel, about you know?
0: it. You know, which is getting better. You know, it makes it a little bit more positive vibe, but. A few months ago, it was getting rough. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. are states
1: all the way open. So. You
0: know, that. a few months ago, man, I was kind of questioning there for a minute what the fuck was going to actually happen here, but I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better about it. Uh, also, I'm moving to California at the end of the year, so I definitely want to do some shows for sure with everybody before I head out. Oh,
1: yeah, dude. Definitely, man. You want to... Be as prepared as you I'm can. I'm going like, to Sacramento,
0: going? but I'm going to be uh, in LA probably every weekend. So. Um.
1: Oh, that's badass! Yeah, no, my I got I got family in California. They live outside of Sacramento. Yeah, I'm looking so at cool. like
0: actually, I'm looking outside of San Fran or um Sacramento. I'm looking around the Folsom area, kind of.
1: So. All right. Yeah, my family live in Chico and Oroville.
0: Right on. Yeah, that's kind of right around where we're kind of looking at.
1: <sighs> yeah. Right up by the Emerald Triangle. Murder Mountain, yeah, I've bro.
0: I will definitely stay the fuck out of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: you'd be like, oh, there's a, some nice, pretty <laughs> foliage over here. And then. Bam.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I did. I watched a documentary on that shit. Yeah, I'll be staying the fuck out of there. But, yeah, dude, do you got right. anything you want to plug before we get off here? Uh, let people know where they can follow you at or anything?
1: Yeah, I mean, Dan Young Comedy at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> I don't even TikTok, though. So, fuck TikTok. Yeah, I... Snapchat, that's great, man. That. Fucking
0: yeah, fuck TikTok—that's uh, for twelve-year-old
1: girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it too. And like friends of mine that like always wanted to be yeah. talented but have zero talent.
0: I kind of agree with that, man. About. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> it's like, do you do you have zero talent, but you want to make a video that makes people think that you're creative and unique? Why don't you? Fucking, you know, lip sync some Shania Twain <laughs> in your kitchen.
0: Yeah, fucking. Yeah, all these sites are doing is making us dumber as people. It's not really doing us any favors as a society. Yeah,
1: yeah I agree, man. The only exactly, one I'm done with is Pornhub. Exactly. Hub. Yeah. Actually,
0: I wanted to move my podcast to Pornhub, but my wife uh, doesn't like money. So we're doing it on anchors. <laughs>
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I I do know OnlyFans is trying to get some yeah. content that isn't porn. Uh, so. Yeah. so you could you could do your podcast it, and it, jerk it, off. if it Pays
0: my bills. I'll do whatever the fuck I need to. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> right. Doing the podcast, well, just getting people sending you money, little tips. So yeah, I'll be I'll be jerking off
0: like JoJo the Circus Monkey, so I can you know.
1: <laughs> well, all right, homie. We wouldn't need to fucking yeah,
0: yeah, dude, don't if, be a stranger here uh, soon, man. Uh, hopefully, in maybe a month or two. I'll hit you back up. We'll do another episode of this if you're down. But all right, bro. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for taking the time, dude. I'm sorry this was a pain in uh, the ass originally, but I, I think it's been a great time talking to you. So glad we got it in.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sorry. It was a clusterfuck. Oh, good, brother. I hope to see you soon,
0: man. Uh, Stay safe, man. All right. Later, buddy. You too, man.